Venom Exchange Radio, Episode 7, blah, 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 nipper filled, ha, ha, ha. Not the guns, King, no! Hello, I'm Nipper Reed. And I'm Phil Wolf. So, settle down, have a nice cup of tea, and enjoy the Venomous Exchange Radio Podcast. Crumpets, Nipper. I want the crumpets. Well, as you've been such an extraordinarily good boy. Nipper and I are so very pleased to be joined by Ty Iper for this episode. Ty is a published Australian herpetoculturist, best known for her co-authorship of several Australian field guides. She's also a well-known keeper of venomous reptiles with a particular fondness for death adders. Ty has been key in promoting and inspiring the rise of female herpers and keepers in Australia as well as internationally. Ty, along with her partner, has an outstanding collection of both venomous and non-venomous Australian reptiles in what may be considered the finest example of a reptile facility in private hands. All right, we are live. All right, and we're not live live, you know what I mean. Ty. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you for getting up ridiculously early to come and talk to us. Um, you two the, owe me big time, boys. Oh, we, really, we, really, we really do. Uh, it's, the, it's, the, it's the middle of the night for me here. Uh, what time are we? I don't know. It's about half past 10, 11 o'clock at night now. Um, and it's a nice, sensible five o'clock in the afternoon or something for Phil. Yeah, it's it's actually uh, 5.15 here. 5.15. How delightful. So, I know, right? So in other words, good. next time we work it so that Phil's got the uncomfortable hour, yeah? Hundred percent. Sure, I'll, I'll take it. Hundred percent. I'll take it. Um, Ty, obviously, you are very well known because of you know your my husband. Not because of your husband, because of the because of the books you author, uh, and because of you know the quality of your collection, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we just start by asking you, how did you get into reptiles? I'm going to be really sexist here and probably get cane for it, but it's not normally a girly thing. It's you know. It's going towards that way now, but um, for someone who's been in the hobby for a while, it, it wasn't the norm for girls to have a collection of reptiles. Let to alone, of, yeah, let alone girls that, stuff. yeah, high speed of lapids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they came with my husband. Um, I grew up in the bush. I was never really girly, so that probably wasn't really an issue. Um, got my first blue tongue when I was four. Um Dad used to get worried that the blue tongues would get injured by the horses next door to where he worked, so he'd bring them home. This was way back in, like, the very late 70s, early 80s, Um, and, yeah, got hooked from then on in. So, yeah, been a while. Yeah, whereabouts in Australia are you actually from? Oh, I'm a pom. Oh, you're from Britain? I knew, I, I knew there was a reason I liked you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I came out when I was two, so I'm okay. probably technically Australian, but, yeah, no. I was born in London and, yeah, oh, lived right. in New South Wales. For... You're, actually, you're actually more English than I am because I was actually born in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is phenomenal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, and have you always lived in the same part of Australia? Um, 
Mum, um, so mum met dad in England, gave birth to me, rah, 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 came over here. Um, and we, they sort of moved to New South Wales, um, lived there. Shit, don't make me do maths this early in the morning. Um, I was probably ooh, 11, 12, and moved up to Queensland. And okay. Here ever since. And you're still, a, you're still in Queensland now, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. these years later. All those years later, you're still in <laughs> Queensland. That's great. Um, now, you started keeping your blue tones at an early age. Mm -hmm. how, how, how did it progress from there? How did you get into the venomous keeping? Oh, they came with Scott. Um, basically, um, single mum of two kids, and I had uh, pythons, turtles, lizards, goannas. I had everything but venomous and a crocodile, really. Um, sort of met Scott, and he had the venomous. He moved in, and we had venomous. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah. That's amazing. And, I mean, I've, I've seen your collection, not in the flesh, but I've seen it on, on, the, on the internet a lot of times. Um, just for people that don't know, can you just kind of talk us through what you're actually keeping at the moment? <laughs> I say, I know, that is difficult because you do have a phenomenal collection of animals. And that's actually, that's a great segue for a question I have. So I know on, on occasion when we, when we talk to Scott, he always says, those aren't mine, those are my wife's. And, or, or no, no, I don't know. You have to ask my wife about those. Do you guys really have like a, a collaborated collection or do you have stuff that, you know, specifically you handle that are your animals and he has some that are specifically his animals or do you kind of just mix it all up and take care of each other's stuff? Bit of both. I really don't like Sudanaya. I'm not a huge fan of, of texties. Um... So I don't deal much with the Sudanair. Um Quite like the Ingrams. They're really growing on me. Um, but, yeah, the worst thing I think about a couple being into it is we both have the view of we were told no plenty times enough when we were kids, so we don't generally say no to each other. So it's like, oh, this followed me home or I want this or can we get this or we generally don't say no to each other. So it's... I guess some people, when there's only one of you's into it, sort of thinks, oh, that's awesome. But it's really not because it just grows. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it's, that's great. Yeah, I, I, I hear really... so many. Oh, sorry, I, no, no, I, I was going to say, I, I hear so many times is that my, you know, insert partner name uh, will kill me if I bring this home. Right. But in your case, it's you guys like are enabling each other. <laughs> which, which I think Pretty is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's not just reptiles either. Like my background's pet shop, so mid oh, early forties, I said to Scott, "Dog or child? You pick." <laughs> Midlife crisis. Uh, got a dog. Hundred um... <laughs> percent. That was that was a, the obvious answer. Who the hell would want a kid when you can have a dog? Yeah, exactly. So, it's frowned upon when I lock the kid in the cage. <laughs> Dakota's so much better behaved. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, it's sorry, that's <laughs> still on my second coffee. Um, it's good, but it can also be like, that's it, we're cutting down, you know, we've reached limit, it's time. Scott also works as well because 
I'd love to say Ryan pays the bill, but it doesn't. So Scott has a job and then it's like, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we've got a pair or a trio. And if it's me that's bought at home, Scott's like cutting down, are we? And vice versa. So it's, <laughs> while it's a good thing, it's it's not always a good thing. That's so, fine. And we've had birds that way, a dog, a couple of dogs, you know, obviously, which we still have, et cetera, et cetera. It's not just reptiles. Okay. So what does the collection look like at the minute, reptile-wise? Because it is fairly large. Um, well, there's parentes. Sorry, we've we've sort of moved some things around, and I find the easiest way for me is to mentally go through enclosure. So if I vague out a bit, I'm mentally going through the enclosures. That's what we do every time someone asks us this. Oh, it's you gotta go down. You gotta go down the cages. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess our focus mainly is on the lapids. Um, but there's black-headed pythons, there's womers, um, childrens, uh, jungles, olives, uh, imbricata, diamonds, parentes. I think I might have said that. Sorry. Um. Shinglebacks, uh, common blueies, blotch blueies, um, Cunninghams. Sorry. A <laughs> um, couple of different species of Cunninghams. Um, sorry, I'm mentally doing the pits out the front. I've, I've hit a uh, wall. Um, Prentice uh, in there. Um, and then yeah sorry we moved on the other sorry yeah 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 um and then inside there is i don't know basically taipans brown snakes um collets red bellies adders lots of different adders um red, uh, red bellies jugites texties ingrams um, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a massive. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's, it's there's a, a lot. There's a lot to remember. <laughs> sorry. Now, you, you, sorry. You've got, I mean, by the nature of the fact that you're Australian and you're keeping Australian species, um, yeah. and just about everything in Australia is venomous. Um, <laughs> You have got some pretty hot species there. I mean, taipans, obviously, but you know some some of the adders and you know even even some of the, the, the smaller uh, colubrid, that sort of thing. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah. yeah I, know, I know you've got some nice colubrids there. Um, how did you train to handle venomous snakes? What was it mentorship from Scott, or did you have an experience already, or is it something that you've worked together? Um, I didn't have any experience with the leopards before Scott moved in. Um, for me, that was something I wanted to do, but when the kids were older. Um, so basically it was just mentorship with Scott. He taught me he'd get in there and clean and I'd get in there and clean and feed and, yeah, and handle and, yeah, just, I don't know, that was that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> I know, it's a long time. I, was, as I, say, I, I do appreciate, although I'm asking you the questions, how did you get into yeah. it? I do appreciate you have got decades, yeah. of ex, decades of experience working with venomous. Um, well, we're all old school, you know what I mean? Like the only way to do it is to get in there and learn. Yeah. Like 
yeah. So, so what what is, what is the legalities like in Australia in terms of keeping venomous? Do you need to do uh, any official mentorship? Do you need to do any official courses? Or is it just a case of having, um, like it is in the UK, inspections and bike protocols in place and that sort of thing? It varies from state to state. I'm not, I don't really look into the other states. I don't need to. Queensland, though, um, you need a first aid certificate. You need to have done a course. The venomous, sorry, the uh, the first aid course, is it specific to venomous or is it a general? No, it's health, a general. It's, it's a general, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm only laughing because when I had to do one for work, the guy's like, oh, I've seen what you do for a living. Do you want to do the first aid on snake? And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you paying me? No. Yeah, you're getting paid. You do it. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's a general first aid course. It's not specifically designed for venomous snakes. Um. I think you need references as well. And sometimes, mostly, usually, though, not always, they will come out and see you handle. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And who, who, who comes out to see you handle? Is there a, a uh, government body for this or is, there, is it yeah. a vet? No, government body, yeah. The people that um, you do the licensing with. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, in the UK, you, you, have, you have a visit from uh, a council representative an event, uh, neither of which neither of which had probably seen a snake in their life. Um, <laughs> I, at my last visit, um, the vet was asking me questions about the animals, which I'm thinking I'm paying you two hundred and fifty pounds to be here. Yeah, you know, thanks for that, but it's yeah. so you've got to jump through. Did they yeah, wear the white wigs? That's theirs. Oh, sorry, Phil. Did they wear white wigs? Yeah. What? Why would they wear white wigs? You weirdo. <laughs> Because you're saying like a like council member, like you know the old powdered wig. No, not that like the old Bailey. <laughs> not that sort of council. My local council that issues my DWA license. <laughs> I just got. I got to take a pop shot at you every once in a while, buddy. Do you have many reptile vets there, or um, is it just vet? We have so-called reptile vets. None of the vets will handle venomous. Um, I've, if, if I have a problem with one of my venomous snakes, what I will have to do is I'll weigh the snake at home myself yeah. and I'll tell him length and weight um, and then I will, him or her, or then I will um, take a photograph. Let's say it's a skin problem or something like that. I'll take a photograph. But, but there, there are no vets certainly within a two-hour drive from me wow. that will handle venomous they're okay with the um the non-venomous stuff but even then to be fair it does annoy me a little bit when i see them go out the back and they're flicking through the same books that i've got because oh. do you know what i mean i'm thinking well i could have done that and you're yeah, charging right. me x amount of yeah. money to, to, to be here so yeah it, I, I would say exotic animal um Veterinary stuff is, is in its infancy over here. It's getting bigger because obviously a lot more people are now getting into reptiles in the UK, you know, as, as in everywhere. And particularly after lockdown, it, it's gone really, really big. Venomous keeping in the UK is still, um, or legal venomous reptile keeping, is <laughs> still quite small. Okay. Yeah. So you've got your bike protocols. I mean, <laughs> Who, 
But when you're working with your venomous um, at home, mm-hmm. is, is it something that you always do together? Or will oh, you know? Oh God, no! We infuriate each other. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's I have ADHD, so right. it's not that I don't do it right. I just don't do it Scott's way, apparently. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't do things. Scott's very like, okay, so we start here, we do this, and we work our way through. And that bores the shit out of me. I can't do it that way. I, oh, God, I'm going to have to agree with Scott here. I flip from cage to cage. I do what interests me or I do what bores me first and then work oh my, my way God. through writing stuff. So I, yeah, yeah, I know. No, you're stressing me out as well. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I'm exactly, I'm exactly like Scott. I will start on one side and work all the way through. I can't do it that way. I just, okay. I can't. Or I, I lose interest. I'll, like one day I'll start, I'll start with the letter A, so I'll do my adders first or I'll start with what's dirtiest or I'll start in that corner or I'll start what I, what I want to take photos of first or, yeah. I, okay. It so, keeps it interesting. <laughs> you, and I are, you and I are very alike in that way is that I, I may not do a cage at all, you know what I mean? And yep. I also think to myself, because I've got certain things that I don't want to necessarily cross contaminate. And then at the yeah. same time, I, let's be real. I save the, I, I get the spitters out of the way. Like that just like first things first spitters and anything that's going to be a pain in my ass, yeah. they go first because by the time I've done, you know, 25, 30 other cages, I don't want to deal with their shenanigans. So I'd rather just get them done over with. Cause if I do do them at the end, then I'm like, I know what's happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm going to bed. They can sit yeah. there for another day. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So if if you if if you're doing your your room, and I've got to say, you, your snake setup, your building, is absolutely beautiful. It really is a work of art. And um, I can't take I, any credit for that whatsoever. You, you can. I was just the coffee bitch. Scott did all <laughs> the coffee and the hard work. Well, so. I don't want to speak for Nipper, and I also don't want to be insulting to Nipper, but I could confidently say for both of us that it may be the greatest snake room out there it's, it's certainly I'll let you know. It's, it's certainly my top three. Oh, top three oh. Certainly my top three um you, Phil, you you're seen, my favorite <laughs> i know you haven't seen peter gibbon's snake room yet no um, that right. is that is up there but no i, I think you know the design for work for how, how you set it up and i would encourage people to look online at, at any youtube stuff with, with your your setup in. how you set it up to work in i think is is, is fabulous um just the aesthetics of it the look of it, it, it is great but you know just the quality of the cages and all that it's spot on it really is you know i've got to admit there were a few things that he put in that I really, really like like the skylights, the, yeah. the the I was gonna say the glass door, but there's a viewing panel in the door as I show you with my fingers and no one can see it. Um, there's a viewing panel in the door. We haven't had much get out at all, um, but it is handy. He could have done it a bit lower because I'm quite fucking short, but it is handy to have a look at before you walk in, just in case. Um, and that's also in the isolation room as well. Um, yeah. but, that's, yeah. that, that, that's a, sorry, that's a legal requirement in the UK um, to get your license. You have to have double doors that you can see through both doors. We have to have double locks for vents, but yeah. I honestly think, I guess too, though, a lot of people don't have that luxury though. 
it's maybe they rent and it's in a bedroom, one of the bedrooms yeah. in the house or something like that, and they can't just cut up a door or something like that. But if you're building your own snake room, I highly suggest doing it. It's yeah. brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. I just love how you guys have the light switch on the outside. Like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that's, and, and to be honest, the skylights are, are genius because you have a power outage while you're in there. You know, you may like I carry a torch on me every day, all day. But let's say you don't have one because you're you don't have one on you and it's not within arm's reach and you got something out. And all of a sudden the power goes because somebody's working on a, a phone on a telephone pole, you know, a block down the yeah. street. At least you have the skylight and windows to to go about it. You know, it's also brilliant for natural enrichment for the animals, too. Sure. 100%. Yeah. Photo fears and such. Light cycles. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to witness, say, the color changes. Like when we used to keep rascal pythons, the color change in them is, and they're not something we'd probably see anytime soon in the wild. So just to be able to see that in our own collection was pretty cool. 100%. So have you, have you got, I, I know you, you said you're all over the place like a mad woman shit, but. Um, <laughs> I was a bit uh, nicer with myself than that, but okay, yeah. we'll take that. <laughs> um, but I, I, I presume you've got strict protocols in place because the sort of stuff you're handling is 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 top end venomous. I mean, you know, to work with taipans, it is it is one of the you know the potentially most dangerous snakes that you could be working with. Yeah, but I guess you know, walking down the street, crossing the road, takes a drunk driver. It's you know, oh, yeah, I mean? it's different. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had, should we say, a few medical issues. So poor old Scott picked up a lot of slack last year. He really did. Kudos to him. He pulled a lot of weight because I couldn't. Um, one of the, I guess, side effects of my condition was my iron was dangerously low. So for those that don't know, low iron pretty much makes you function. Um I was vague, worse than I am now. I was tired. I was dizzy. I couldn't breathe. Not I couldn't breathe. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but it was a lot harder to breathe, rah, rah, rah. And Scott's like, don't go in there. If you have yeah. to, nothing more than pythons and then, then nice. small pythons yeah. um, or the lizards, smaller lizards. Um, so no drugs, and that's for anyone that comes over, anyone on drugs or that has been drinking even one drink, no. No. Um, we don't let anyone in either if they've been playing with their own animals. I know that sounds really fucking anal, but no, 100%. Bitch. Um, yeah, it's it's got to be. You got to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're the same with other people. If we get unexpectedly invited somewhere and we've been in the hurt room, we won't go near their animals either. Yeah. Just just a sidebar onto that. Um, mm. just a, I was chatting to Eric and listening to him on, on the last podcast. Are Taurus mites available in Australia? I believe they are. Um, when I did a mite blog, I was researching it and I found two places that had them, but I didn't look into it any further. Okay. So I don't know how readily available they are, um, but it is something more practical okay. than here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also, I, I recently, because you and I had the long talk about the Taurus mites and then, Henry messaged me and was like, uh, I don't know if we can get them because, you know, you need like a restricted, you know, plant pathogen license in Florida or whatever nonsense it was. And then 
Chuck Poland actually messaged me and was like, hey, I just listened to your episode with Nipper. And he says, predatory, I'm reading the message. Predatory mites are commonly used in horticulture, especially since the cannabis production has exploded in the United States. So I guess all the weed farmers are buying up tourist mites to take care of whatever bugs are eating their weed plants, which would I imagine make it even more easy for me to buy them here. So (laughs) I think um, our country, maybe the cane toads were a very good lesson and that would be why if they are available, they'd be extremely hard to get. Okay. It's, it's just for a venomous collection, a particularly large venomous collection like yours, it's just such a game changer. If you do get a mite outbreak, it's just so much easier. You know, you know, it's bad Prevent- enough. If you, prevention is worth an ounce of cure. There is that as well. But if, I mean, if you actually have an outbreak, it clears it up so quickly and so thoroughly. It is. Oh, they're brilliant. From what yeah. I, pardon me, yeah. excuse me, I'm so sorry. From what I read, they were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, it's a chemical free way of doing it too, yeah. which is even better. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, uh, you know, if, if you've got bioactive stuff, I mean, you don't keep anything bioactively, do you? Because it's venomous, I presume. Um, uh, no, no, um, no um, got small adders and a couple of bio tanks, but okay. I really love, really love the aesthetic value, and I guess watching them in there, it's 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 like putting a snake in a new cage all over again, but on a daily basis, sort of thing. Um, I much prefer it. So I'm sort of leaning to less keeping less but keeping them better but the way the hurt room was done too the enclosures are built into the wall and it's all out of fridge panel so it makes it a little bit hard <laughs> so yeah i think um a lot of people as they mature i don't mean that i mean that in a, a oh i'm nearly sense. 50 i'm well and truly freaking mature <laughs> <laughs> i mean that in a mental sense not in a physical sense but as i think you you want to keep less, but exactly as you say, you want to keep it as as well as you can. And I think all of us that are really into the, the hobby, we love making little little worlds of our own. You know, there's yeah. it's, I find it so relaxing. You know, sculpting fibs. I'd much rather be doing that than putting something in a in a in a tub and then get, going on to get the next one. Yeah, man. Windows into the world. Behaved. Oh, sorry, yeah. Phil. No, yeah. no. You're good. Yeah, we find uh, like things in tubs. They're, uh, they're a bit more ready to strike, maybe. I'll, I'll word it that way. Yet yeah. You put them where they can sort of, you know, see you go backwards and forwards, sense the movement, et cetera, et cetera, and they calm down a hell of a lot quicker. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I keep the, the, my venomous stuff. I don't keep bioactively, but I keep naturalistically, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but with an eye on the ease of getting stuff out. If I, it, you know, you can't have it too overplanted because obviously, yeah, you know, hooking stuff, up, hooking, hooking stuff out becomes a problem. But yeah, yeah, I think um, it's about safety. Yeah, but then again, I don't keep any Australian stuff because it's all too dangerous and scary <laughs> <laughs> and expensive. Yeah. yeah. It, it yeah, is I, expensive as well. I was us, I was just about to say, man. Like I started, you know, looking at stuff to, you know, get some of the species I used to keep, and I can't afford them now. I flat out can't afford them now. Yeah. So, I'd say, as far as Australian venomous for sale in Europe, 
the, the cheaper end of it will be some of the more common adders. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, when I say the cheaper end, they're not cheap. What are you looking uh, at? Uh, for the adders, for a, a readily available species, I would say it's probably 400 to 500 euros, something like that. Wow. It's a lot of, you know, it's a, it's a lot of money. Um, collets seem to be cheap snakes, cheaper end of the, the spectrum. But when you when you start looking at uh, not that they that they come up particularly, but if you're looking at tigers and taipans, you have know, ridiculous amounts. Since we can sell a kidney to get one, so uh, you're very lucky. You're very spoilt where you are. Not really, because look what you have access to and we don't. This is true. I mean, you know, I've got rattles, I've got rattlesnakes and pit vipers. That which, machine. <laughs> <laughs> which obviously, you know, is is is, is impossible for. Um, themselves yeah. um yeah. can you talking of which can you keep snakes from out of your state or have you just you, you can you can keep any you can um, keep any australian species no 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 um we now have a list of what we are allowed to keep and what we are not allowed to keep um i d- I don't I didn't look at it because everything we own is on the list so I didn't really dwell into it too much so I couldn't actually tell you off the top of my head what school might be able to what we're allowed to keep and what we're not allowed to keep but the list is huge but yes we are allowed to in Queensland you are allowed to keep from any other state okay it's very from state to state though all right okay because uh, talking to the chaps of the Australian herpetological podcast I know there's a load of stuff that they want to keep Mm-hmm. I think where they are, I'm not sure where in Australia they are, but where they are, it's quite specific in terms of, I think they can only keep stuff that's from their state. WA, I think, is one of the worst states. Right. Tassie, they're not allowed to import anything. I think they're allowed to keep what they uh, what they find. They're allowed to keep anything Tasmanian, but not, nothing from mainland, I don't think. But it no, changes so, all the time too. So oh, I mean, many venomous species on Tasmania. I know there's t- tiger snakes in Tasmania. Are there many other venomous species? Do you get death adders in Tasmania? It's cold down there. That's what I thought. <laughs> I, I didn't think there were very many species in Tasmania. Yeah, no, there's not. There's hardly, there's not very many at all. But but the scenery is fantastic, so it sort of makes up for it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, no. Each because each state is different, it sort of makes it hard. And then when they change, it doesn't change often, but it sometimes does change. So it makes it even harder. I think they're trying to bring it into alignment. Um, prices shot up here. We used to have it really good in Queensland. Um, it used to be a like a recreational license was fifty five bucks for five years. And now they've wow. moved that into yeah, um, which is nothing venomous. Um, they've moved that into alignment with every other state, so it's it's quite expensive now. <laughs> but yeah, they, they they it does get tricky when the animals. If you're selling something, you can get in trouble for selling something to somebody in another state if they're not supposed to have it. So that's where it sort of becomes a pain in the ass. Queensland, we have to do movement advices, which go with the animal. No other state does them, but we need them for our records. Right? It's it gets 
complicated. I'm sure you guys are the same, different different roles for each state. No, I mean, as far as Europe is concerned, I can have anything. I can literally just go out and buy anything and sell it. As long as some, I mean, in Europe, you don't, most, a lot of the countries in Europe, you don't even need a license to keep venomous. So um, you've only got to be over 18. Wow. Um, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, in, in some countries in Europe, you can literally live in a multi occupancy building, be 18 years of age with no training, and then just go out and buy a load of King Cobras. It's completely legal. I've got to admit here, before they changed the rules, um, it was, there was no tiered system. So once you got your license, a recreational license, you could go out the very next day and there's no training required for a rec um, and get an adult scrubby or an adult parenti. And on a VEN license the very next day with no training, you could go out and get taipans and that. So then they tiered it so that you need to keep your lower level for a year and then work your way up, oh, that's, that's a much which is common idea. sense, I think. Yeah, 100%. Um, talking of, you know, obviously taipans and your death and stuff, do you keep anti-venin or do you rely on the, the hospital system? We Should are very know? lucky in our hospital system. Um, not every hospital system, not, sorry, not every hospital will stock every anti-venom. So it's basically your responsibility to check out what hospitals stock what when you move and I guess do a list accordingly to what you keep, where you'll need to go for what. So it's expensive and it's given to you in a public hospital system. So we wouldn't. Yeah. Um, That is the one thing that worries us about travelling. It's so good here. I can imagine copping a bite in the States. Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm out to Arizona shortly. And, yeah, my holiday insurance is going to be the shiz because I cannot afford American hospital no. prices. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's, just, it's the same for us in the UK. Um, if I was to get a bite off of something, I would literally just go to hospital. Now, obviously, because we don't, we only have one venomous species in the UK, not all hospitals stock anti-venom yeah. for a lot of stuff, but there are central stocks of it at various hospitals, so it would have to be biked or helicoptered to where I was, but there's absolutely no charge for it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I've said to Scott, if I get bit, I've had a good innings. Like, do no. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, so I know from chatting to you before, one of your great loves are the death adders. Mm-hmm. What, what species are you actually keeping at the minute? So I've got... I should say we. Um, <laughs> we both know it's I, but we. Um, so I've got Paris. I've got Wells Eye. I've got yeah. Commons. Uh, got Ragosis. Got. Um, oh, sorry, we moved some on the other week. Um. Still got Prolongus. Barkley. Yep. 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 That's it. That's yep. it. That's a phenomenal attraction of Death Adders. I'm well, it's super... not one of each either, I must say. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> called them all NAFA, which stands for not another fucking adder. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. 
So that's cool. And you, you had quite a bit of success breeding them, haven't you? Yeah. 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 What what do you put that down to? It's not you can't just be putting two death adders in a in a tank together. There's got to be something that you're doing right. Um, the water? No. Um, knowing your animals, um, picking up on cues. Um, yeah, just. Well, you know what you just do? You know what you're doing? I know, you do, I know you do. It's, like it's one of those things, though, isn't it? If you're good at something, you just think everything, everybody knows exactly you're doing the same as you. But it's not. I mean, we, you, you, we think, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it, it's got to be It's got to be the fact that, you know, how you built your snake room and, uh, and with the skylights, you are getting a great day and night cycle and seasonal light cycles. Um, do you... Um, food cycle at all? We feed like they would in the wild. Yeah. Um, we don't feed weekly. Oh, hatchlings, we do young, very young, up to about a year. It's a weekly feed as they get a bit older. You know, you stretch it out a bit. But adults, we feed like they would feed in the wild. So we don't have, lean, they're not lean, but they're not fat. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they're a really good condition, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, um, that's all it should be. Yeah, um, I honestly think we have bigger enclosures than what they need to for the most part, like a fair bit bigger. So I think that also plays into effect. They're not just, I guess, sitting in a small space just waiting for a rodent to get thrown in sort of thing and that's their life. Um, we do vary the food as well. It's not just mice or rats every single time. Um I was going to ask you, with, with the death adders particularly, and particularly with, I know, you, you know, with your hatchlings, are you feeding reptiles to them at all? Are you feeding skinks or anything like that? No? No, no. We, there's just so much to do in the day. <laughs> and we find when you scent, you then have to get them off the scented. Right. Or when you feed them reptiles, you then need to get them off the reptiles. Yeah. And I'll be honest, the girly bit in me is like, not the garden skink, no! <laughs> Legs or tails for the staff that requires the smaller meal proportions because that way they're still getting used to rodents and yeah. it's just the transition to the bigger meal. Fair enough. Um, and what else? You just read something else, which was a first for you. I saw you posted up. I can't remember the speeches. Oh, Scott's, the um, yeah. butler eye? Yeah, that was it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. they're adorable. They, you know what the adults look like, yeah? Vaguely. I mean, they're, so Australia, they're... they're Australian, so they're probably just brown. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shitty muddy colour, yeah. yeah um, so they're like a jet black and they've got vibrant yellow spotting throughout oh, the body. Okay. Highly intelligent too, really intelligent. Um, the babies were... Neither one of us were prepared for it. When they came out, they were a really sweet gunmetal blue. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then each shed, they've gotten darker and more of the yellows coming through. That's very But cool. I was not prepared for the blue. They were nice. really, really nice. So you do have a vast collection. Is there oh, yeah, some... I forgot to add them earlier. You forgot to, you forgot to mention them, yeah. <laughs> Is is there something that you'd really like to add to the collection? What's what's on your top of your shopping list at the minute? 
time. Um, time. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all need more money, more space, and more time. <laughs> Obviously, you're limited to Australian herbs that you can keep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just quickly put you on the spot. If you could keep any species, regardless of whether it's Australian, what would be top of your list? Rattlesnakes. And, right, and it's not the Good cheapest thing you can on one Asbury sense. I'm not fussy on the species. <laughs> You're not fussy on the species at all. No, no. Oh, so many cool species. Do you, do you have a favorite particular rattlesnake? Come on. Eastern Diamondback. Oh. I know people eye roll like, really? Out of everything you could keep? And I'm like, yeah. Just, the I don't know. Biggest venomous snake in North America. It's not all about the size, Phil. I keep telling you that. <laughs> Uh, you're right it's not the size it's the yield exactly (laughs) i'm just gonna sip my coffee right now yeah you'd rather have a diamondback over something as attractive as leopardus or clowberry of yeah what about the looks either nipper it's all about looks (laughs) aesthetics are everything exactly i was uh having a little read of the snakes of arizona book today i am fizzing for that trip (laughs) And I think what's what's great about this coming trip is that not only the crew that we have going is going to be a a riot, but we have so many different avenues and different venues to approach it. So God forbid we get, you know, which I don't think will happen, rained out or skunked in the first 24 hours. We got a lot of people we can call and this is going to be a monumental trip. 100%. 100%. And Ty's not going. <laughs> so um, another question that we, we, Phil and I don't really get to ask that many people is what's it like to be a, a, a prominent female representative of the hobby? Do you, I mean, you know. I wouldn't use the word prominent. Um, I, no, but I, 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 I generally would use the word prominent. Sure. I mean, you know. Honestly, here, if for the most part, I'm Scott Iper's wife. Okay, I would. Well, you're clearly that's Scott Iper's wife. Scott's new book. Nah. It's, Scott does this, Scott does that for the most part. Not everyone. I, I, well, I mean, that might be local to you, but I, right. I would definitely say, you know, in Europe and in the States, I, 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 I wouldn't say it was like that at, at all. Oh. I think, you know, at you, all. You, you know, you're, you're known as a, you know, a, you're a co author, you're not Scott's wife. And you know you you maintain fifty percent of one of the you know the, the best venomous collections um, going. So I, I wouldn't I don't think it's fair to say that people just think of you as Scott's wife. Um, I want have you? I mean, do you go online at all? Are you in any forums or anything like that? Showing your age something? there with a the forum. <laughs> it's Facebook. Darling, I am I am ancient, so uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know that was that was the perfect segue to her Facebook group. 100%. <laughs> I'm not just an incredibly young looking and pretty face. <laughs> um, what was the question? We spoke a lot after the question. Sorry. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean what, <laughs> no, that was the segue to your Facebook group and and your, you know, women in herpetoculture. Oh, um. So my Facebook group is Herpers. Um, a lot of times women, 
not even just women, sometimes it's newbies, but it is mainly women that, myself included, you feel like, a, you know, you're going to get laughed at for asking a question or making a statement or not even correcting someone, but giving the right information or it's previously been wrong or something like that. And a lot of women, um, as Dominique will tell you, don't comment because it's you're poo-pooed or I get quite often, and who are you? <laughs> Why do you think that? That's not right. Scott gets it as well. That makes me laugh because there are people out there that don't know who Scott is and will quite happily try and wrongly <laughs> correct him. Um, but I don't know. A lot of the groups, it's it's a shit show. It's 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 like a train wreck. It it goes from, and I've got to admit, there are. I just scroll on an eye roll, but the what's wrong with my snake? That annoys the fuck out of me. Take it to a goddamn reptile vet. Don't fucking get your likes on Facebook. Um. But it goes from somebody making a nasty comment to like full-blown personal shit-slinging contests and it's, I don't have time for that. I Don't get me wrong, there are some train wrecks you can't look away from and you do, you do follow, but it's, I don't know, a lot of females tend to cop more of it than a male would. So there are a few female groups out there totally aimed at you want to ask a question that you you're worried you're going to get laughed at or you think you should know but you don't do it in the safety of a of a group that sort of caters to your need i guess so yeah and is there um not not specifically venomous but just keeping herbs in general is is, is there a growing number of female keepers do you think is it is it becoming more prominent yeah i think it is i think it is yeah um whether whether it's a beardy or a gecko or a single python, I think they are becoming more popular as pets, both here and internationally. So a little birdie told me that you have a new publication possibly coming out in the near future. Possibly. <laughs> Am I now a little birdie? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, are, you, are you at liberty to speak of certain things like maybe... I mean, how big it is, how many, you know, how many pages perhaps build some anticipation for all of your international fans. There's about 1200 odd photos is about 400 odd pages. Um, awesome publisher. Um, lots of arguments went in that one. Um, quite excited. Um, not quite sure what I can say. Well, we'll, we'll say this: it, it's it's a it's a new book from you, which will be fantastic. And you and your husband have taken all the photos in the book, correct? No, gosh, no, no. Oh no! Oh, okay. um, worked with some new people as well, which was I had the pleasure of working with Adeline Robinson. She is oh, she's amazing. That girl, lovely woman too to boot. Yeah, she's um, awesome. Yeah, she's lovely. Um, talent is insane. Um, Hal wrote the forward for us, which was really sweet. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, Matt Somerville was one of our proofers, which was great. He provided a lot of photos and some information as well. Oh, we should probably stop before <laughs> I too much, oh, too much away. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, clearly it's on Australian animals, and uh, we'll uh, leave it. We'll leave it at that. But um, yeah, 
we we tend to work with a lot of the same people over and over and we love them we we couldn't do this without their help and we really appreciate all the blood sweat and tears they put into it as well some amazing photographers ryan francis just kicks ass if you don't know who he is look at ryan francis photography amazing amazing so and i'll get can we stop now before scott tells me off when this comes out (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's awesome and what about the process um, for your previous books that you and Scott have collaborated on? How, how does it work between the two of you? So remember how you don't like how I clean? That's yeah. how I write. Oh, my days. <laughs> <laughs> it infuriates the fuck out of Scott to say the slightest. I I don't know. Keep, I, I have to do things how it keeps my interest or I just sure don't so yeah well, you guys like divvy up sections or chapters or do you start the no, beginning it starts out with like he loves his spreadsheets he's he's big on his excel spreadsheets so it starts out with a spreadsheet and then i don't do it the way i'm supposed to do it via the spreadsheet so he'll sort of go on or i'll do bits that he thought he was going to do or vice versa or yeah or I get bored with writing, so I start choosing photos. Or yeah, it. Scott it would, just works. Yeah, Scott would love to say that you know there's a set procedure, but I sort of fuck that royally. So yeah, no, there's no set procedure. You know, it adds character. <laughs> and grey hairs, apparently. <laughs> uh, you've you've got a second edition of one of your books coming out. Is that correct? It's come out. We got it this week snakes of australia yeah so it's got a new cover um it's obviously the all the taxonomic changes species and whatnot um and some new photos oh grand another book for the bookshelf absolutely please don't buy it you know the christmas present we got we were actually told that was coming out and just like, like that would be going to the printer in december so Look surprised when you get your Christmas present. Oh, I will. I'm excited. That's why you didn't get your Christmas present. (laughs) We didn't get stingy. We were waiting for it to come out. And then when we were told it would be, you know, April at the earliest, I looked at Scott and I'm like, Nipper's got shortchanged his Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So, yeah, please don't buy it. You have one. I won't buy it. I'm super excited now. I can't tell you. I do. I think it's something really horrible to write in the front there. You will. So when you said wanted to get you on for a female field herper, Scott's like, what story are you going to tell? So I told him and he's like, no, not audience appropriate. I'm like, now we have to do that one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we got to do that one. And then he's like, pick another. So I picked my second favorite time. He's like, it's for real, not audience appropriate. And I'm like, (laughs) don't listen to that one. And he's like, no. And I'm like, Oh, oh fuck! Now I've got to think. Um, we don't get out. So Scott did dangerous creatures first, frogs, snakes back to back, and then lizards, snakes, and the new one back to back. And I'm so excited for the new one, but I think we got used to the John Bafoy format, and. You've seen it. It's like one photo and a small amount of text. 
completely different than you one and we were sort of like oh and I haven't done one like this before and I think we I think Scott had forgotten how much work was in it oh fuck I probably just said too much right then and there didn't I um and it was a bit of a shock at how how long it took and how much of our time day and night it took so we haven't been out I went out with best mate two months ago and yeah, Scott's been out once or twice, but yeah, we haven't been out anywhere near where we would like to purely for the time restraints. But um, previous to, you know, writing your books and stuff like that, were you yeah. a keen field herper? Is it something that you would have yeah, done? Yeah, 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 yeah. We used to go go away, or well, not go away, but we'd go away every weekend, you know, for the day and come back late at night or something like that every weekend without fail. That's so, cool. And is yeah. there is there a big? I mean, I know I talked to the other Australian chaps that got the podcast, but is is there a big field herping scene, for want of a better word, in Australia? Is it is, is it a popular activity? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you can tell what gets frequented by, say, you'll pull into a car park at a at a specific place, for example. Um, and the blog that had been there is no longer there or it's moved or, yeah. So, yeah, it is quite popular. It is quite popular. Okay. Yeah. And are there a lot of women field herpers in Australia? Is it a, is it a popular I thing? wouldn't say a lot, but, yeah, quite a few women do get out there and do it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anywhere near as much as the males. And I think a lot of women tend to keep one or two things as opposed to the the number of women that keep a lot of things. Um, but I think, too, it, Scott and I firmly believe that if you know where your animal comes from, how it lives in the wild, you stand a much better chance of keeping it and keeping it better oh, in captivity. Yeah, so, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's not as probably popular as it could be, but then again, we haven't done it for a while, so <laughs> we can't throw shit. You're, you're too busy, well, yeah. yeah. Well, seeing as how we can't hear the story per se, is there a particular key species that really just did it for you when you went and finally found it? To be honest, I'm more about the time had herping. I I usually find what we set out to find so that, an adder, believe it or not, an ad, a common adder. I just want to see a common Good. adder in the wild. I have Good. not. I feel like the world's biggest dick, favourite species, every other fucker in Australia has seen an adder in the wild except me. Um, I got a mate who constantly goes out and he'll send me a photo and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> he knows I'm stuck at home riding and he's out herping and he's like, here's an adder, here's another adder. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, it's not funny. Um it, uh, for me, I prefer, I guess, the memory of the whole experience of the herp. I'm really lucky in the fact that my best mates are herp, my husband's a herp, and his best mates are herp, who I also get along with like a house on fire. So I'm very lucky in the fact that I can go herping with probably my most favourite people in the world, excluding my children. So for me, that's the that's part of the trip. It's not just the species. Yeah, Excellent. that's fantastic. 
And um, now you can leave Australia again. Have you got anything, any trips in mind? Okay, so this is what's being said, but we both know how many books my husband buys on a on a weekly <laughs> basis. So whether this eventuates or not, um, so Bali this year, what? Phil coming at you next year. Um, 50th will be back home in London. Um, oh, really? Yep. Um, I don't know, there's... Well, there's so many things and places we want to do and see. I'm not sure that, you know, the, the, the COVID deal's completely over and I'm still hesitant to make solid plans in case something happens all over again. Not only that, cost of living here, it's skyrocketed. Nipper and I were talking before and he was saying it, it's decently gone up there as well. And between petrol or gas, um, food, wages haven't gone up, it's... It's it really noticeable, yeah. Yeah. So what oh, we'd well, love to do might, <laughs> might be a dream for a little bit longer than what we want to do. Oh, if, you, if you're coming to London, I should definitely be taking you herping. There's some spots that I can show you some Berris quite close to London. So Nice. Uh, that'll be all right. Nice. I'm holding you to that one. That'd be, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd That's be awesome. awesome. That's awesome. I just Phil didn't offer anything then, Nipper. <laughs> I was letting you talk. I was letting you talk. My problem is I I jinx myself because I tell people, oh, yeah, we're going to go here, we're going to go there. <laughs> and you literally come up skunked, you know. And I, yeah. I got lucky because uh, uh, Dr. Zach Lofman came down with some grad students to do some king snake studies. And he's like, look, man, I have spots that people gave me. But, you know, South Florida herpers, you can't trust them. You can't. This is a wild goose chase. And I was like, look, I will show you on the map. I will take you there. And I'm not going to guarantee anything, but this is where we got to go. And we went up finding a king snake on the first night. So, like, I felt pretty good about that. But then the rest of the trip was, I mean, we saw snakes. We saw plenty of plenty of herps, but frogs and, and all kinds of stuff. But I'm that guy that I don't want to promise anything. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because there's a high probability that we will take a, a beautiful nature walk and not see a goddamn thing. <laughs> if you know, so. if the pressure's not on, you'll see them and you'll see them in yeah, abundance. Exactly. If exactly. the pressure's on, you're like, you're like, well, they were here last week. I swear to God, yeah. they were. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sucks. So, but uh, with the minute you guys come here, I will, I will make full tour guide action happen. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Of course. Of course. <laughs> So, what do you guys have left to see? Oh, yeah, I've got, um, well, talking to the pressure, I've got around six species left to see for Europe. Um, and as I say, in a couple of weeks' time off to Bulgaria and then Romania, um, hopefully that'll take me down to four species. And then if I'm a good boy, I'm going to go to Crete and Milos and then maybe Naxos. And that'll have me finished in Europe, and I can just then go and play in the US. Um, Do you go with the boys, or does Alison go? Or believe it or not, Ali is very glamorous. She likes her makeup and her high heels, but she's a really good herper. Or that's she's one all. of those. She's one of those annoying herpers where I go, "Oh, there's no point looking there. It's not the right habitat." <laughs> and then she go, "Is this what you're looking for?" <laughs> Um, I love her even more. <laughs> yeah, she. 
she um we was on Castellarizo, which is um a tiny tiny little greek island for a specific salamander that you only get on that island um and uh she found a snake it was only the second record ever for the island it was awesome. a little really rare uh wow. colubrid irenus funnily enough the first record was found by a friend of mine about two years earlier but no she, she's really good that's she's awesome. got she, she's got me a couple of tick new ticks with you know when I've <laughs> when I've given up she's she's found them. That's a joint effort. No, That's no, she, and she's really really focused. If you say this is a picture of what I want to see, she's off, and she will she gets she keeps going long after I've had enough. She's just like really mission focused. That's so no, awesome. good. No, she's good. I can't moan. Phil, same. Uh, I've got my my club 100, if you will, is uh, uh, thin compared to both of you. I've seen a lot of stuff in the wild. I, I've been lucky to do a lot of traveling in North America overall, and I've seen a lot of stuff, but you never get the full gauntlet. So my going with Nipper and the NPR boys to Arizona, uh, I'm hoping to get way more checked off that list, so to speak. Um but I'm very, very restricted on how much time I can take off from work. So that'll be my only, you know, bona fide herp trip for, for 2022. Um, but I got crazy delusions of grandeur. So fucking sky's the limit. You know, I had a whole, I had a whole, you know, tour the continent of Australia trip planned out for 2020. And then yeah. some pesky little virus stopped me. Yeah. So we'll probably have to revisit that. And, uh, in which case I will be knocking on your door, <laughs> whether yes, you like it or not. <laughs> I thought you were just dumping yourself on us for a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And, and Phil and I are going to Israel as well. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. That's, we that's are going to Israel. That's that's a hundred percent happening. In fact, I'm probably going to uh, keep, I'm, I've been watching the news as well as the regulations and uh, the goal will be to schedule something with you. The first chance we get in 2023 so 100% it, I mean yeah. Israel is an amazing country to help it is phenomenal yeah that's awesome yeah. yeah well done well do we have any other questions for the lovely lady I don't I don't think I do yeah we pretty much covered everything that we wanted to I think I mean I'm sure we'll think of something and have her on for round two you know 100%. Especially when the when the Can mystery we do it book a bit comes later out. Than <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, all joking apart, I do really appreciate you getting up early to, yeah. for, for this. I wouldn't do uh, it for many, but I'll do it for oh, you. Thank you, darling. It's much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Oh good, so. oh good. Thank you for well, having. Do you uh, you want to give the quintessential plugs for social media and the such? I will do. Uh, just once again, folks, thanks for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for our esteemed guest. Um, <laughs> I love the adjectives. <laughs> it's just absolutely Lady true. esteemed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, have you got any um, Instagram handle or anything like that you want to put out, Ty? If anyone uh, wants to get in touch with you, what's your um, female herpers um, group? It's herpers, like her in capital letters, pers. Her, yeah. <laughs> um, so Instagram is Nature for You or Scott Iper. Um, Facebook is Nature for You. 
And for your books, what's the, what's the best avenue to get those? Is that direct through Nature for You or? Or the website, please. Yep. www.wildlifedemonstrations.com. Grand. I can I cannot recommend the books enough. They are fabulous. They all yeah. grace my bookshelf. Um, you don't have for, to pay you either. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, you can get me at Nipperida Instagram. Please follow me because I'm trying to get up to a thousand followers. That would be grand. We're getting there slowly. Um, uh, that's probably the best place. I don't really do Facebook at all. Yeah, I've kind of kind of put that on the back burner myself. So yeah, it's like a and, wormhole, isn't it? You look at something and then. You look at something else and you look at something else and time's disappeared and you should have done this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I much prefer the fact that Instagram is just photographs and a little bit of text. It's not yeah. My, yeah. what my kid has had for his dinner today. And yeah, it's exactly. uplifting. It's not. Yes, yeah. it's, it's uplifting. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a morale boost and, and it's positive. It's not yeah. arguing yeah. and, you know, what came out of your dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what about you, Phil? Where can people get in touch with you? People can get in touch with me on Instagram at knobtails.ig. Uh, that's probably the best way to do it because we're all abandoning Facebook like a sinking ship. Uh, <laughs> you can also go on YouTube and check out Venom. Uh, well, we'll do, obviously, this is Venom Exchange Radio, but the Venomous Etiquette videos. You can also go to the Herpeticulture Network. Uh, we have a live show every Monday night called Snakes and Stogies, and most of the people listening to this probably already watch it, and we thank you for it. So the Herpeticulture Network on Facebook and Instagram, as well as knobtails.ig on Instagram. That's grand. Well, thanks, folks. And that's us out. Thanks, Bye. Thank Bye. you. <laughs>